Welcome to the Sharp 600 brought to you by Covers.com. Give us 600 seconds and we'll give you the tools you need to improve your handicapping. Thank you all for joining us today. My name is Joe Fortenball and here is what we have in store for this week's NFL extravaganza. Very happy to call this guy a friend, Jason McIntyre from the Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio, and FS1's Speak for Yourself is going to join us here in just a few minutes to talk week four NFL Super Contest picks. We're going to follow that up with the Sharp 600's week four NFL plays. But first, I want to begin with a thought experiment. I'm going to give you just one piece of information regarding the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game this Sunday. And based on that information... I want you to pick a side. Here you go. The Pittsburgh Steelers are 0-4-1 against the spread in their last five games against the Baltimore Ravens. 0-4-1 against the spread over their last five games against John Harbaugh's Ravens. Now, after a few seconds of contemplation, which side would you be taking? Remember, if that's your only piece of information, you're likely to side with the Ravens this week who are catching three points at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But that's the crazy part. Baltimore's getting three points at home. So we have to ask ourselves why. Well, there's a variety of factors that play into this. But one is what's called recency bias. Recency bias. The last time we saw the Baltimore Ravens, or the most recent time we saw the Baltimore Ravens in action, they were busy getting shellacked 44-7 at the hands of the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. Blake Bortles beat the Baltimore Ravens by 37 points in London. And that's what we remember. And as a result, we think to ourselves, well, the Steelers didn't look very good in Chicago, but they should definitely come back with that offense and smoke the Ravens. The Ravens just got crushed by the Jaguars. And hence, recency bias helps contribute to the Ravens as three-point home underdogs. While you're contemplating the Steelers, because the Ravens looked so bad last week, I want you to think about something. Since head coach John Harbaugh arrived in Baltimore in 2008, he has had 15 situations during the regular season where his team has lost by double digits in non-Week 17 scenarios, right? Because we want to see what happened the following week. Harbaugh's team just lost by 37 against Jacksonville. So what happens when a Harbaugh coach team, a John Harbaugh coach team, bounces back from a 10-point or greater defeat? In the 15 instances where it's happened since Harbaugh arrived in Baltimore, the Ravens have come back the following week to go 13-2 straight up and 11-4 against the spread. 13-2 straight up and 11-4 and against the spread. This team bounces back. And that's why we're going to lean very strongly to the Baltimore Ravens plus three points at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. Gonna be up 500 by midnight. Jason McIntyre from Fox Sports and the Big Lead will join us in just a moment. But before he does, a reminder to head over to CoversExperts.com. Use the promo code SHARP600. We want to give you a free $30 credit towards your next Covers Expert purchase. So that's the promo code SHARP600 for a free $30 credit towards your next Covers Expert purchase. From there. Bounce over to Covers.com, jump into the Streak Survivor Contest. It is completely free, and you'll have a chance to win $100,000. He's the founder of The Big Lead. You can catch him on Speak for Yourself on FS1. 
And you can catch him as well on Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Fox Sports Radio. Follow him on Twitter at Jason McIntyre. Jason McIntyre joining us here on the Sharp 600. Dude, uh, you got enough on your plate, or you think you got time for a few more projects? What's going on? <laughs> hey, don't forget about fantasy football. I'm playing you this week, I think. Is it You're you and trouble, me this week? <laughs> oh, God. I, gotta I know get... you got the gambling at the top priority, but uh, hey, man, I'm just trying to stay busy and, and grind. That's, you know that's the game. Absolutely, and you're doing a killer job. We appreciate your time. We'll jump right into it. You and I have kicked this around for years. We've both played in the Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest. You're in it again this season. Before we jump into some picks and some discussion, what's the general strategy that you employ going into your picks each weekend? You know, everybody thinks, Joe, that they are smarter than Vegas. You know, they can pick <laughs> the games, and they can break down something. And, you know, I, I've been at this is my fifth year in it. Three years I finished above 500. And last year was a debacle. I, I, you know, I had a lot of stuff. I was moving out here, get in the process of getting ready to move out here, and uh, all that, you know, new job and everything. So I wasn't totally focused. I'll use that as an excuse. It works. Um, but what, ultimately, Joe, really, the, the the best strategy, the only one, is to see which way the public's going and go the other way because they built casinos in the desert. Okay, like come on, it's obvious. And and, and now the big question, of course, is. Is Vegas going to win every month? And last year, Vegas didn't win that much. You know, they had some losing months, especially in January in the playoffs. Well, there's more information out there for anyone who cares to consume it than ever before. The, the question probably becomes the signal versus the noise, as Nate Silver would say, trying to find the best possible information to apply to your handicapping. Talking about going against the public, that can work very, very well. We saw that on display last weekend when dogs were crushing it against favorites. Let me throw a couple games at you then. Uh, Atlanta getting 74% of the action against Buffalo. Would you even entertain the Bills plus the points in this spot? Well, here's the thing. So, Joe, last week I totally had Buffalo, loved the spot against Denver, but I kind of watched that game. And, again, this is me thinking, like, oh, I'm smarter than, than everyone else and I can figure this out. So I watched that game, and I thought Denver outplayed them. Trevor Simeon had two really bad interceptions because that's what he does on the road. He's not a very good quarterback away from home. And Buffalo capitalized, and at the end of the game there was a bad Von Miller penalty, should not have been a flag, enable Buffalo to keep a drive going. Otherwise, Buffalo punts, and Simeon's got a shot to win the game. So I was not as impressed with Buffalo as everybody else has been. I know the defense, you know, they haven't given up a passing touchdown. They've also faced Josh McCown, Trevor Simeon, and Cam Newton, who looks like a shell of his former self. So I know the public's on Atlanta, but I feel like the Sharps are going to be like, oh, perfect spot for Buffalo. I, I cannot entertain it. For me, and I know this is counterintuitive to what we're just talking about, but for me, this is an Atlanta or no play. I'm curious as to your thoughts. You brought Cam Newton up. I want to jump to that in a second. My thoughts on this, I agree with what you said with Buffalo. I played Denver last week in the Super Contest, one of my only two wins I was able to pull out. But you're right, them on the road, Atlanta in the Dome, I'm not sure I buy into the Falcons just yet. I I think the loss of Kyle Shanahan is going to catch up to them at some point. Work with me on this. Last week... If Detroit gets organized on the goal line at any point, they win that game. Week one, the Bears were a couple plays away from beating the Falcons mm-hmm. as well. We're not that far off from a world where Atlanta's okay, but, one but and two. Joe, Joe, hold up. Joe, those are two, I believe, road games, right? Correct. Look at their home game against the Packers. The Packers defense, which looked awesome in week one, what happened when they faced Matt Ryan? At home, that team is a different animal. I just, I, you know, there's a couple truisms, right, that we kind of try to follow you can't win betting against the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Like, that's obvious, right? Do it at your own risk. I feel right now, 
as long as Freeman and Jones and Ryan are healthy, I don't know that I can bet against Atlanta at home. I just don't know that it's, it's good. In the long run, is that going to make you money? No, I don't think so. I'll tell you what this is. Yeah. This is the Joe Fortinball six-point teaser special. Tease it down to two, <laughs> and you take the Falcons and the Chiefs on Monday night, which Chiefs laying seven at Arrowhead. I know Cousins and the Redskins look good against the Raiders last week, but you got to figure – I think an ass-kicking's coming here. I think Kansas City's the most well-balanced team in the league. Do you agree? Kansas City at night is very dangerous, especially at home. And you're right. I would agree this, this feels like a great spot for the Chiefs. What's the line in the contest? Is it seven? I think they ha- they hung it at seven because I was really excited about that one. Yeah, and so you're would you would you take the Chiefs negative seven? Yeah, I I think this has route written all over it. I think back to that Monday nighter against New England a few years back. This place is going to be so loud. I work with Lorenzo Neal up here doing mornings. Low said of all his years in the league, and I mean he has played everywhere. He said nothing was like trying to combat the crowd noise at Arrowhead. He said that was the most now, hostile that's place. Interesting. Yeah, but but the public looks like about sixty three percent is yeah. on the Chiefs, and the line hasn't moved. So, what's the read there? Are, are the sharps waiting for for one side or the other? What, what do you think's happening? No, this is going to be like me on Thursday night with Green Bay. I know the public's going to be on it. The public's not always going to be wrong. So you've got to figure out which point. of the spots you agree with. And I think the Bears at home this year have shown some fight. The Bears on the road are a different story. And you figure with Green Bay last week getting the wake up call against Cincy, they were going to come out and play the way they did. So that's one where we read it right. I also think this just happens to be an ass kicking in the making. But but again, there's nothing sharp about that. That's not me breaking down yeah. any specific analysis. That's a gut feel play. Like I, yeah. I, I'm going to do that from time to time. No, no, and I totally agree with you because I don't think there's going to be a sharp side in every game. For instance, let me bring, not to jump around too much, but the Colts at the Seahawks, right? The public, according to one of these sites, 52% on the Colts. Let me repeat, Jacoby Brissett, Sunday night football against a 1-2 and two Seattle team in Seattle. How on earth is the public on the Colts and why? Because they saw last week that Seattle looked bad in Tennessee. The Colts won as a home dog. So I I personally think the public is way wrong here to even have any interest in the Colts. How can you lay 13 with an offensive line that can't protect? I I went to Century League. Why'd you have to ask the smart question? And I also, (laughs) like a buffoon, this is my biggest mistake through three weeks in the Super Contest. I chickened out in week two on, on somebody, and at the last moment I put in the Seahawks, against the 49ers it was a, a, like honestly i had to get my picks in in like two minutes and i, I made a ir- irrational decision yeah but you know and what so though normally i wouldn't come back consider yourself but, paying for that information consider yourself being able to learn from that information like you're gonna no. pay for that sunday night football at night jacoby Brissett hasn't played on the road yet i i like the no. under i don't think they score more than 10 points i, th- I would take the under and on the colt team what? total but I don't know about the 13. This has this has a messy backdoor written all over it, like 20 to oh. nine. Oh my god! Okay, all right. Maybe I'll take. Maybe I'll take because I'm I'm leaning Seahawks, and I know that's a cardinal rule, double digits. Uh, but all right, uh, maybe no. you got a good point. There. I'm never I'm never betting against the Seahawks prime time at CenturyLink. Never. So if you'd lay the 13, I wouldn't sit here and tell you you were wrong. I just think it's a lot of points for an offense that at times has shown us they're going to struggle. I want to throw the. Raiders and the Broncos at you. Both teams coming off Mm. losses. That wide receiver unit for the Raiders, as explosive as we've all been led to believe this offense is, and you work with Colin, he loves Derek Carr. Carr currently ranks 19th in yards per attempt. They don't take a lot of shots down the field. 
Yeah, something's going on there. Would you agree that something seems off about the Raiders this year? I don't know if it was the expectations coming into the season uh, or the end of last season, you know, where Carr got injured, but something certainly feels off about the Raiders. That defense is abysmal. And again, I don't love Trevor Simeon at all, but I'll take Trevor Simeon at home. To me, this feels like a stay away because the Raiders – you know, for some reason last week, maybe it was the national anthem stuff. Because I don't know if you, if you, how closely you follow, but the Raiders seem to have some dissension there. Uh, heading into the game, and by the way, the Steelers had dissension. It did not go well for them. Uh, the Miami Dolphins were like wearing t-shirts. It put a lot of thought. Dude, what was it, that in Pittsburgh? How thought- can you, how can you not organize your protest? Yeah, Mike Tomlin did not do a good job. I felt like he lost the locker room last yeah. week, which has me leaning Ravens this week. But to put, but to put a button on it. I kind of would like to take the Broncos here. I just I worry about a strong bounce back from the Raiders because you know you don't you get embarrassed like that on, on uh, what was it Sunday Night Football. Yeah. You come back strong the next week usually. All right, and, and I don't know if I'm I'm going to go against the Raiders here. I'm going to rapid fire a few at you because apparently you and I could talk about this stuff all day, and I'm already starting to yeah, realize yeah. it's like a 10 minute podcast. So just to rapid fire a few: Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Baltimore catching three at home. I, I, I like the Ravens here. As you know, it's a week-to-week league. Nobody yeah. is as good or as bad as they were last week. So the worst game from Joe Flacco, maybe in his NFL career, he's going to bounce back. And the public, by the way, all over Pittsburgh here. On the road, we know that splits, you talk about it always on your podcast, right? The splits between Roethlisberger home and away, the splits between Mike Tomlin home and away. I, I, it, to me, it's Ravens, if anything. London, do you even mess with these games? Drew Brees and the Saints laying three against the Dolphins. I loved the Jags last week. That was, that was, it was great to wake up here on the West Coast. She just scores like 24 nothing. Oh, great. Oh, I got yeah. one in the bag. <laughs> uh, I, some caution. I, I like the Saints, but it feels like everybody likes the Saints. Uh, now, now, the Dolphins' travel issues certainly are going to play a part. You know, they, they had to go across the country. They had to come back. The Hurricane, the Jets game, London. It, it's been a lot for the Dolphins. I don't like that team. And for me here, it's Saints or nothing, but I, again, public, 69%. But, Joe, Joe, this is a good time to ask. We saw the public get slaughtered last week. It's a week-to-week league. Does the public bounce back strong this week? I think there the are a couple spots. Week? Yeah, I think there are a couple yes. spots. The, the, well, what are the others? Well, quickly, besides the Saints, what are the other spots? What, well, one of the things I'm looking at, and, and I don't think the public's going to be on this at all, but – Jay Cornegay at the Westgate, who sets the lines for the contest. I think this can be telling, right? So the Niners open as a seven-point dog in Arizona. They got 10 days to get ready. Cardinals on the short week. Easy look-ahead game for the Cardinals because no one gives the Niners any credit. This game's still sitting seven at some spots, but Cornegay releases it on Wednesday, anticipating the line for the, for the upcoming Sunday, and he's got the Niners plus six and a half. That's a key number move from seven to six and a half. I got to say, if I can get the touchdown, I like the Niners this week now that's interesting because my thought was the same i will say this the cardinals offensive line looks so bad against dallas so the thought is well the san francisco 49ers defensive line their front seven is incredible but then i looked it up they have three sacks this season in three games like maybe they're not all that they're cracked up to be and i and i I, you know is that secondary which just got destroyed by jared goff are they going to be able to stop carson palmer who didn't look as washed as I thought he was last week, uh, you know, a couple days ago, I mean, against the Cowboys. So I, I'm with you on San Fran. I wonder, though, um, on the road, taking the Niners? Yeah. 
They got to win at some point. The way I feel that this is their spot. Ten days to get ready, eight and three against the spread in their last 11 at Arizona. I figure this is the one shot they're going to have. I know they got the Colts coming up, but I I don't think you're going to find a more favorable situation. I'm going to fire one more at you. Carson Wentz and the Eagles have looked strong. They're at Los Angeles to take on the Chargers, who are 0-3. Chargers laying about one and a half or two in this spot. My only whiff last week was the Chargers, and I – you know, I tried to dial it back on social media, just bashing Anthony Lynn, who I got to say, did he not look like the most clueless coach in the league last Agreed. Week? Agreed. Like, what are they doing? What on earth is he doing? You've got great receivers. How does – okay, how, uh, Hunter Henry has no targets in week one. They find him all over the field in week two. The offense looks good. They should have won the game against Miami. Week three, no targets for Hunter Henry. Like, what on earth is Anthony Lynn doing? Uh, it's very frustrating watching this team. That being said, I'm taking the Chargers. Uh, you know, <laughs> listen, the Eagles, the Eagles coming off that big win, right, uh, against a rival, 61-yard field goal. All the blogs uh, are, are writing about the Carson, Paul, uh, Carson Wentz is giving up his game week's check uh, because, because he you know, made that uh, bet on the sideline jokingly with his teammates. And I think the Darren Sproles loss is big. I, I don't know about you, but that he felt like the heartbeat of the Eagles. It just feels like if the Chargers are going to win a game, this is going to be it. You can catch him 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Saturdays on Fox Sports Radio. You can catch him every weekday on Speak for Yourself, FS1, the founder of The Big Lead on Twitter, at Jason McIntyre, and he totally violated the 10-minute rule we have on this podcast. Jason McIntyre with us on the Sharp 600. Dude, dude, it was totally worth it. Thank you so much for your time. Best of luck this weekend. Love the show, Joe. Keep it up. It's going to be up 500 by midnight. Time to make some money. Give me some music. All right, let's see if we can keep it going coming off Thursday night's win with the Packers. Game number one, 4.05 p.m. Eastern. It's the Niners plus seven at the Cardinals. San Francisco 4-1 against the spread over the last five overall. 8-3 against the spread over their last 11 trips to the desert. That's not the main reason why we like Kyle Shanahan's crew to pull out the cover this weekend. This game's all about the situation. Ten days to prepare for the Niners. Short week for the Cardinals who are coming off that Monday night loss against Dallas. Arizona's just 1-4 against the spread over the last four home games. Excuse me, last five home games. And 3-10 and against the spread over their last 13 games overall. Give us the Niners and the touchdown. Game number two, Sunday night football, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, the Seahawks and the Colts. I remember going to CenturyLink Field week two against San Francisco, Sunday night football 2012. Five minutes into that game, I told myself I would never bet against the Seahawks in primetime at home. The place was that loud. But I'm not laying 13 on the Seahawks over the Colts. So what we're going to do is look at the total here, which is 41 and a half. Last six opponents to come to CenturyLink Field have scored as follows. Nine points, six points, 34 points. That was the Cardinals last year. Three points, seven points, 15 points. I don't see Jacoby Brissett and the Colts scoring more than 10 here. I don't see a banged-up Seattle offensive line generating more than 27, 28 points of offense. We're going under 41.5 total points, Seahawks-Colts. Game number three, Monday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. The Chiefs minus seven against the Redskins. Kansas City's one of the most well-balanced franchises in the business. They rank first in yards per point margin, tied for third in turnover differential, and tied for second in sacks. The Chiefs are 5-1 and one against the spread over their last six overall. The Redskins are 1-6 against the spread over their last seven Monday night games. I think it's a blowout. Lay the seven with the Chiefs and tie all of your six-point teasers in to Kansas City, which would bring it down to the Chiefs, minus one. 
That will do it for this installment of the Sharp 600. Thank you so much for your time, as always. And remember, if you aren't doing so already, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Best of luck this weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you.